Hello everybody, this is Paul Daniels, Chairman of Involved Investors, and I'm going on to do my fourth podcast. While you keep listening, I'll keep casting. This is entitled Helicopters, Boiled Sweets and Little Piggies, and it portrays the approach which Marco and I adopted in all seven of the sectors that we entered, and it worked very well for us. I would like to emphasise that it won't work for everybody. You've got to have quite a lot of chutzpah, or cheek, and cojones, or bulls, to get away with it. But it has been adopted by some notable champions, and my research tells me that probably the most well-known of these is Mark Zuckerberg, for reasons which I will explain at the end of the podcast, when hopefully you will understand the title, at least. Let's start with the first sector, which is helicopters. The principle of getting into a helicopter, I'm not suggesting you lease or, God forbid, buy one, they're very expensive, but that you get into your mythical helicopter, is that you don't want to get involved in depth in the market sectors you are considering. You don't want to talk to the management teams and get the adopted thinking of that particular market. You don't want to listen to the experts. But you need to keep an open mind. And hopefully the days that you fly will be cloudless and you can adopt some real blue sky thinking. Don't get bound up in the detail, in other words. Have a look at the main dynamics as you fly over them. I'm going to use four examples of our own companies in these analogies. And two of the companies which we personally invested in at very early startup stage. Firstly, traffic. We flew over the traffic market and what did we see? We saw all around the developed world huge gridlock and massive roadblocks, huge losses in time, huge costs in wasted fuel, very stressed people. We saw roads and parking areas which were totally unable to facilitate the unbelievable demand as cars grew and grew in volume. We saw road accidents everywhere caused by bad road design, bad signposting and in northern hemisphere countries and mountainous regions by snow and ice, although they cope with those weather factors a great deal better than we do here. We observed all these things. In media, we were looking particularly at the outdoor sector, which was easy to see from the air. And we noticed that people were not looking at very expensive advertising sites because they were driving or doing something else or distracted, particularly, one might add, by their mobile phones, where advertising has really moved, of course. In residential market, we looked at people's living locations and we saw, when we were flying at night, that in the early hours of the morning and the very late hours of the day, people were travelling. And those people were almost exclusively what are now called key workers. They were working for the police force, for the emergency services, for the fire brigade, the ambulance. They were train drivers. They were maintenance engineers. They were the people who keep the big cities going by working at night and by getting to their work in time for day shifts over very long distances. Why was that? Because, of course, 
they couldn't afford to live in the areas of their work locations where they were most needed. Taking the two companies I've picked, one was started by a bond trader. He was a very successful bond trader, government bonds and commercial bonds. And he looked from his helicopter at the market he was in, which was very manual, a traditional old-fashioned market environment. And he looked at what had happened in an adjacent market, which basically was equity trading. And equity trading had largely moved across from traditional stockbrokers, buying and selling of shares through stock markets, to an online model, which was greatly more efficient and was becoming more and more trusted by users and investors. And he thought, I can do that. And the last one was, it so happens, the founder of Greys, for whom I've got huge respect, had decided that the pet market was worth looking at. So he did just that. He noticed that in order to maintain their pets, owners were travelling to supermarkets, were doing all the hard work in lugging the products home, and they were heavy products and, of course, very regular purchases. So, having been in our helicopters and observed the dynamics at play in the various markets which we've chosen, we start the next section, which is boiled sweets. So what do you do with boiled sweets? You buy them in a bag from the supermarket or wherever, or individually as we used to in the old days from wonderful glass jars on shelves which made children salivate. And you suck them and you see what they're like. And if you like them, you buy them again. Well, this is exactly what you should do now. You have some ideas, you develop those ideas, resultant from your observation of the market in the helicopter, and you then suck them and see. In traffic, we decided that we would assemble a group of products which would assist these very hard-pressed managers of the traffic sector who deserved a break and didn't have the time to find the solutions. They were so busy dealing with the problems. In media, we thought we could design a product which would attract people far more than current outdoor media. In fact, one that might definitely be seen. In key worker homes, we were fortunate in being joined by the government in our observations. And John Prescott, in particular, the Deputy Prime Minister, espoused the cause with great enthusiasm of building more and more key worker homes in central urban locations where they were needed. In storage, we had the idea that we might bring storage closer to the market where they were needed, closer to the people. In Vega Kai, the founder set about starting an online bond trading business. And in Tales.com, the founder decided to set up a platform and build a facility for supplying pet foods on a subscription basis direct to pet owners. So that was the boiled sweet sector. And once we'd sucked it and seen, we brought in the little piggies. And what do you do with little piggies? You send them to market. 
And that's what we did. With traffic management products, we loaded our car up with security devices, with car moving skates, passive safety products, and we demonstrated them all over the country to council operatives and to others, private car parks, national car parks, to others who were involved in the traffic management logistical business. And they loved them. And we sold the business, having built substantial traction in the marketplace and supplying nationally and some internationally. We sold the business to a British public company who wanted to diversify into that sector. In media, we set about approaching the barrier owners, the car park operators, the rail operators, the rail network operators, offering to pay them a rental to advertise on the sides of their barriers and their ticket machines. They jumped at it, of course, because they were getting an income for something which was acquired and paid for to fulfil a totally different task. So the profit they made was totally incremental and unexpected. The first order we received was from the largest mobile telephone operator in the United Kingdom for advertising on airport gates. And it was supplemented by an order from the largest mobile telephone producer for those gates which led out of the airport. The mobile provider wanted to advertise to customers to use its international roaming services and the telephone producer wanted to sell to UK customers or those entering the UK market. The total order was for £2.5 million and the company hadn't even started. In Key Worker Homes, we were joined by the Deputy Prime Minister, John Prescott, who was seriously promoting the cause for building key worker residences within short distances of the locations where key workers worked. We recruited a team of surveyors and rented accommodation where we could assemble modular homes internally and gain all the advantages that that would bring. We brought in partners to run the manufacturing. They were in the exhibition stand construction business and therefore had good experience with this type of development. Our first sponsors were Peabody and the London Development Corporation, who gave us an order for a 13-home building in Waterloo in London, which was erected in no less than nine hours on a Sunday morning. Fully working, plug and play, although the cladding and one or two other things took longer. I shall tell that story separately. It was quite an interesting one. In storage, we tied up with the excellent partners I've already mentioned and we started contracting with major London property owners, particularly councils, and we started filling the subterranean areas below high-quality buildings in very much sought-after areas with self-service storage, which proved extremely attractive and gained high levels of occupancy very quickly. We've been partners for 21 years now and the business thrives. Vega Kai built a serious trade platform and proved that the concept had great traction with their customers. And the business was sold to LiquidNet, who are one of the biggest global institutional trading networks 
based in the United States. In Tails.com, the founder developed a platform which provided subscription service and a model which proved sustainable and gained huge traction. The business was sold to Nestle. Okay, so that's how we did it. But don't take my word for it. Let's just look at what Mark Zuckerberg did. It's a matter of record that Facebook was spun out of FaceMash, which, in my view, was one of the most socially unacceptable, even obnoxious, business concepts ever devised. But in his helicopter, Mr Zuckerberg had gained the impression that the graduate and postgraduate groups within Harvard University would like to embrace online social interaction. He wrote the code for FaceMash in one evening in 2003. And in four hours, on its first day of take-up, it achieved 450 visitors and 22,000 photo views. In the first four hours of trading, Mark Zuckerberg had his proof. And Facebook was launched in 2004. And within 10 months of launch, it was attracting 6 million visitors. It now has 2.7 billion users and 28% of the world population use Facebook. You might say that this can't be done now. And I admit that it's a very old-fashioned way of looking at business and rather lazy. And that now things are much more sophisticated and particularly complicated by tech. But are they? I'm of the view that if you make your first priority to set up a platform and hire very expensive developers and then set them to creating a bespoke product which is suitable for your means and your end, they will take a long time and they will not create the perfect product. The only place you can ascertain what your perfect product is would be to produce a product which fits the market. And the only place to find that out is in the market, not at a desk and not before you've tried. You don't want to waste your time. No, you have one massive teacher which is available to you, and that is the marketplace. Get into it, learn, get rebuffed, go back with another idea, learn again, until eventually the people in the marketplace say, yeah, that's a great idea, we'd like you to do that. And when they do, buy the software to satisfy the need that you've identified. Buy it from AWS or elsewhere. It's all available. There are huge portfolios of software available to you. Pay the rentals, buy the systems, get the product onto the market, learn the wrinkles, and then bring the developers in to tweak the products and develop any bespoke areas which you need to do. That will lead you to fast revenue and cash flow which is what you need to grow. The other method will lead you to huge time waste. Perhaps new competition will come in along the way and mean you're wasting your time anyway. 
It won't leave you with any initiative. It will leave you with huge costs which have to be borne by investment and have to be paid back out of revenues. Why not suck it and see? Get into the marketplace, send those little piggies out and learn along the way. Because that's the way businesses develop. They never end up where they start. Never. So why not let the marketplace teach you? Get in there. It's difficult. You have to have a measure of chutzpah and cojones. But a lot of you have. And probably a great deal more than me. So there you go. I hope you find that this has been interesting. It may be a very novel approach to you. But it's one we adopted successfully. And I think it can be adopted successfully today. Climb into your helicopters. Suck those sweets. Send the little piggies out to market and see where it gets you. Good luck, and we'll talk again soon. Thanks for listening. Bye.